0: Final hour of the Get Right with Ranger KG on your home, the American League champion, Texas Rangers 1053 the fan Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. World Series, baby. Larry D. Flores on the now for here Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the trekright.com text line 877-811-053, 877 877-81-105, three, If you want to get in on the conversation, appreciate you joining us, however, and wherever you may be listening to us. We're also live on Twitch. At twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam and on YouTube as well. Search 105 through the fan on YouTube and hit the subscribe button while you are there. It gets you caught up on the latest headlines here in just a moment. Coming up uh, in about 16 minutes or so. uh, Some NFL trade deadline fits as we are just uh, a few days away from the NFL's trade deadline. uh, As the NFL season continues, including tonight. In Buffalo, as we kick off your headlines here on this Thursday night, where the Buffalo Bills are hosting the fighting Baker Mayfields of Tampa as the Buffalo Bills are up twenty-four to sixteen right now, pending the extra point after the Bills or excuse me, the Bucks complete a ninety-two-yard drive. Mike Evans just caught a touchdown pass off the helmet of a Buffalo Bills defender uh, as the Buccaneers are trying to desperately keep themselves in this game. Josh Allen has been really good tonight for the Buffalo Bills as he, at one point, uh, two touchdown passes, a rushing touchdown as well in this game for Buffalo. But right now, uh, they're trying to get the two-point conversion is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to try and pull the game within six uh, with 244 left in the Fourth quarter. Oh, yeah.
1: This is the analytics play. You go for two here. If you miss it, you have an opportunity to still go for two on the second time. Uh, But they don't have to worry about that because they they get the two-point try there. So they're, they're putting themselves in an opportunity or in a place where maybe, just maybe, they have an opportunity to win this game in regulation against the Bills.
0: Baker Mayfield must be living right because he threw a touchdown pass to Mike Evans that bounced off the helmet. Of a Bills defender, he just that did. was planned.
1: That was definitely planned. That was the play. The play call was to bounce it off the defender's helmet. You just don't know that. You just don't know football like me, KG. That's all.
0: And then the two point conversion goes to Kate Otten after the ball was tipped up in the air by a Buffalo Bills defender. That's right. And so the score is now twenty four eighteen with two forty four left as Tampa is trying to uh, maybe pull off the upset in Buffalo. Uh, but we got to get you ready for a huge weekend of sports, buddy, starting tomorrow night. Game one of the World Series at Globe Life Field between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks, two teams that have that lost over 100 games just a couple of years ago, two teams that both won game six and seven on the road in the league championship series to be a part of the world tiers apparently both of their general managers both went to princeton we all know about chris young but apparently the gm of the arizona diamondbacks also went to princeton
1: that's not too unfamiliar or unusual in the modern day of baseball where you have a lot of these you know ivy league grads coming in with their and this is this is where some of the disdain of analytics Um, ends up showing up because obviously you have these Ivy League guys that are bringing that you know analytical perspective into baseball and while that is obviously it's always good to have information and more data to maybe use it feels like a lot of times those types of personalities can kind of undervalue the baseball of it the you know the traditional aspects of viewing and understanding and analyzing baseball Um, But thankfully, one of the things for the Rangers is Chris Young is a baseball guy and he has a very strong appreciation for the baseball of it. It's one of the reasons why you end up with Bruce Bochy as your manager, because that's a guy who understands the baseball of it all. And I honestly we've seen many instances where the baseball of it has helped in this uh, in this process and has helped put them in this World Series.
0: Zach Gallen will be on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks, 2 and 2 with a 5 2 4 ERA. In the postseason. In mind the postseason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan Evaldi taking the mound for your Texas Rangers, 4 0 with a 2.42 ERA, a whip of .96 mm. so far this postseason. Nathan Evaldi, the right man for the job. Big game, Nate. Starts off the World Series for the Texas Rangers. You
1: have a score prediction for this game? Not for the entirety of the series, but for this game. Do you have do you have a feeling on how this goes?
0: I'm gonna go six to two Rangers. Wow.
1: I was about to say six to three. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Six two Rangers. Okay. I think Evaldi goes a strong six innings. Yep. I was gonna say six and a third. Uh I think the bullpen is able to come in and do what they've done so far this postseason, which is uh display a level of consistency between Josh Boards, who hasn't allowed an earned run so far this postseason. And I think you get uh, a a convincing game one win tomorrow night to open up the series. The Rangers, of course, opening up the World Series at home for the very first time in franchise history. Of course, in 2010 and 2011, did not open up uh, the series at their home ballpark. They will do so. My favorite part about the World Series, not just the series itself, with the fact that, of course, the All-Star game next year is at Globe Life Field. Yep. And guess who gets to be the manager of the American League all Stars? team? Corey Seager. Uh, no. Adolis Garcia. Evan they, Carter. They they, they they may be well a part of the roster that will be managed by Bruce Bosch Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty damn cool, though. It is. Shout it, out to Globe Life Field. It's about to be <laughs> The center of the baseball world for the World Series and next year for the All-Star Game. You do
1: love to see. And this time, the center of the baseball world for good reasons, not because, you know, other teams are playing in the World Series.
0: When was the last time a World Series champion was the host of the All-Star Game the very next season? That's a good uh, research
1: project that we can do because guess who's not going to know that off the top of your head? Yeah,
0: I just thought about that. I was like, huh.
1: Um, But what I do know off the top of my head is that it has been announced who will throw the first pitch for game 1.
0: Oh, former
1: President George W. Bush. Oh, wow. We'll throw out the first pitch for World Series uh game number 1 tomorrow evening.
0: Okay. Yep. Wow, what a callback to that, huh? Do you remember who threw out uh the first pitch at Yankee Stadium during the 2001 World Series? Well, yeah, of
1: course. It's uh George W. Bush cuz uh, because of the timing and, you know, the circumstances, yeah. obviously uh with the uh the attacks 9/11.
0: And Derek Jeter's gonna be in the building. How about that? He will be.
1: He will be. Um,
0: I um, know there's other reasons, but at the same time, I mean, that's you just think about the diamond. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, eject button.
1: Moon TZ91. Yes, we do read the Twitch chat. Thank you for ta- for uh, responding or getting involved with the program. We appreciate you uh, listening.
0: The NBA is investigating the Philadelphia 76ers and if the Sixers and James Harden violated the participation policy. We are
1: 2 3 days in. <laughs> we are 3 days in with the new participation rules where it's like, "Hey, we're going to stop people from from load managing." And we are already having to utilize the me- the, the, the the metrics and the uh, systems put in place.
0: Of course, James Harden did not play in tonight's game between the Sixers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Oh, yes.
1: This gives me the perfect opportunity to deploy the information that I was talking about. Yes. You remember? Mm -hmm. Okay, so (laughs) some funny things happened when James Harden had taken a leave of absence from the team. uh, From his from his perspective, he said that his his mother was ailing. So he went to spend time with her. Yes. Understandable by by I think a lot of people. Um, But he he rejoined the team just before the start of the season. Right. And um, with that being the case, it seemed like the Sixers organization was like, hey, you're gonna. The team is gonna start the se- season on the road. They wanted him to stay behind and get up to speed, get acclimated with everything, and then they go from there. It, are they fully, you know, being fully uh, forthcoming with their reasons for that? I don't know. Sure. Because obviously, there's the whole wanting to be traded, the never playing for Daryl Morey, all those things yeah. that still rem- remain unresolved. But if you want to take them at face value, stay, work with the development team, and get yourself uh, prepared and up to speed. Well, James Harden, I guess, heard that as a suggestion. So he practiced with the team, you know, uh, in Philadelphia. Right. And then he traveled to the location where they were supposed to, um, you know, fly out from. And after a light or, yeah, after the light shooting session where he was told that, you know, he would not, you know, travel. After practice, he arrived at the fixed base Operation Airport to board the team flight. But, quote, he was stopped by a security official who notified him that he was not permitted to accompany the team. Sources told Bleacher Report and Chris Haynes. So apparently general manager Elton Brand and head coach Nick Nurse spoke to Harden to explain that the organization prefers that he accepts and follows their workout plan which includes staying at the practice facility while the team is away. (laughs) Shenanigans.
0: So James Harden's like, look, I'm ready to play. I'm good to go. Yeah, James Harden was like, I showed up. I'm here. I practiced. I'm going
1: to get on the plane. They're like, hey, actually, we told you something, and you ain't listening. So what's going to happen is we would like for you, we are vol- t- telling you that you need to do what we tell you, which is hang back. And so he did not ultimately fly with them to Los Angeles, where they, or sorry, not Los Angeles, to uh, Milwaukee, where they were playing earlier tonight. Now this violates – the new rules because james harden is recently an all-star that's right so he fits into the class of players that if healthy must play on nationally televised games this is a nationally televised game on espn but if of course if he's not traveling he can't play so philly had to come up with a valid excuse as to why he played and i still haven't seen that
0: or on why he didn't play or why he didn't play Rather, thank you thank you for clearing that up yeah oh boy um if I'm the Sixers at this point, and look, we knew this is what time it was going to be for James Harden. He was going to make this extremely awkward for the organization ever since he called Daryl Morey a liar. Multiple times.
1: He circled back on in that same sitting and made sure he said he called him a liar again.
0: Said it with his chest multiple times that this was going to get ugly. It has gotten ugly in Philadelphia. If I'm Daryl Morey, just deactivate him and just... Find a way to get him out of there.
1: I was like, "Are hey, are you allowed to just flat out deactivate him?" Um, but along those lines, you know, with the participation policy, if they, you know, if a team is found to be in the wrong here, they could be fined. $100,000 for the first offense, which would be this one. Okay. And then it, the increasing penalties would happen thereafter. So I do wonder, I guess we hadn't thought about... What are the
0: increasing penalties?
1: What are those? And then also, like, with the situation like this, if you want to try and hold him out in order, you know, while you're trying to find a deal or whatever, what are the penalties that you're incurring? And, you know, this could this be a motivator to move a trade along in a way where it seemed like Daryl Morey and the 76ers were wanting to wait and see what they could, what they could gather? Interesting things that happen in the NBA in that regard. By the way, the Philadelphia 76ers lost that game in Milwaukee 118-117. to
0: You know what time it was? Dame time? It was Dame time. Okay. Yeah, Dame went smooth off in the game uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. In fact, he was so good that Dame tonight dropped 39 mm. in his debut with the Milwaukee Bucks who got a 118-117 win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Kelly Oubre, um, along with Tyrese Maxey, had really good nights. Or, excuse me, Tyrese Maxey had 31 on the night for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Kelly Oubre, for them, had... I just had it. And I lost He had more than you typically expect. He had 27. Yeah, more than you typically expect. He was 9 of 11 from the field and 5 of 6 from 3. What? He was hitting three-pointers? He doesn't typically do that. In volume, yeah. I'm not worried about that.
1: Whatever. (laughs) I'm also not worried about this, but it wasn't a good uh, result to hear. Your Dallas Stars taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs at home uh, fell, giving up four goals. Four to one was the final score. Mason Marchment was your goal scorer, um, assisted by Matt Duchesne and Ryan Suter uh, for the Stars. They will welcome in the Columbus Blue Jackets on Monday. Um, one of the interesting things is that it looked like it appears like the Toronto Maple Leafs had a uh, Joseph Woll? Um Or sorry. There's a backup goalie involved in this game somehow that I missed out on because of course we don't have the we do not have the sound on while in here. That's right. Um but yes, backup goalkeeper. He uh obviously there was backup goaltenders for both teams as Scott Wedgwood was between the pipes for your stars. But like I said, they go again um one record, and they'll go again on Monday as they welcome in the Columbus Blue Jackets.
0: Okay. Uh by the way, the eight one seven helped us out here. Uh, The 2000 MLB All-Star game had Bobby Cox as their manager uh, while the Braves. Wait a minute. Oh, the Braves won the World Series. Wait a minute. Who won the? See, now I'm confused. Now you got to do the Googles. Because the Braves only won the one title. What year was that? Now I'm forgetting everything. 1999 World Series champions. I was the Yankees in 99. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Yeah. Yeah, because that was part of that whole um, four straight World Series run. They won the title in 98-99 and 2000 and lost in 01 because the 2000 Series was against the uh, the Mets. So, yeah, so I'm, the, the question is, who was the last World Series champion to host the All-Star game the next year? Who was? Oh, he's doing the googles, the guys. last World Series winner to host. Well, I think what they
1: were going for, what they were going from the A one was remember the Yankees beat the Braves in '99. So then, managing in that series was Bobby Cox of the of the Braves, mm-hmm. even though they t- they weren't the champions, and Atlanta was hosting the World or hosting the All Star game. So. He was a home manager
0: in a way, okay. but I he wasn't. A cha- he
1: wasn't the World Series champion manager.
0: Okay, that may take a little bit of time to uh, find that because that didn't come up very immediately. Okay. Um. Well, the Stars get back on the ice on, on Monday. See if they pick themselves back up. After All right. Wednesday.
1: So let's let's establish the weekend calendar. We'll moke in. All right. World Series Game One on Friday. World Series Game Two on Saturday. Uh, Mavs will take on the Brooklyn Nets on Friday night. Right. That's right. Um, and then the Los Angeles Rams will come into town to face off on your against your Dallas Cowboys. That's a noon kick.
0: That's right on, uh, Sunday. on Sunday that you mm-hmm. can hear
1: right here on 105 through the fan. And of course, all World Series games, as this is the home of the World Series in the DFW, 105 through the fan can be heard with Jared Sandler, Matt Hicks, and your Hall of Famer Eric Nadell right here on 105 through the fan. That's right.
0: It's gonna be a busy weekend,
1: buddy. And that's before we start talking about college football. Or other NFL games.
0: Yeah, Texas hosting BYU this weekend. We
1: not talking about none of that. It's a lot. It's a lot of things happening.
0: And I almost forgot that. Uh, and you should have been reminding me of this. What
1: should I been remind you
0: of? FC Dallas in the playoffs. Gosh, that's right. Yeah,
1: I apologize to FC Dallas. I'm the
0: Seattle Sounders. I guess, like
1: legitimately, since their last match, I have. I zoned out because I was like, I'll catch up back up with the playoffs, and I yeah. haven't caught back up yet. So I guess I need to do my work in that regard to ke- keep up with FC Dallas um, as they try to hoist the MLS Cup. Nice.
0: Uh, <laughs> just, yes, it is,
1: well, the, the, it is the Seattle Sounders, but I believe that match is on Monday.
0: Okay. Yeah, the eight, seven, the question I was asking is, who was the, the last World Series champion to host the All-Star game the very next season, uh, if you were wanting for clarification on that,
1: it might not have been what you said though.
0: Oh, we right. said a lot. We
1: said a lot of things. In we that said little, okay, I'm sorry. I think we covered what we wanted to cover though.
0: I agree. Uh, coming up next here on the Get Right, some NFL trade deadline fits, including this one for the Cowboys. Next on the Get Right. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on your home of the America League Champion, Texas Rangers, 105, 3 of the fans. Some NFL trade deadline fits as we are just a few days away from the NFL trade deadline. And who needs to make a move and who will make a move? Kevin Gray, Reginald Anatula, Larry D. Flores holding down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the Buffalo Bills. Hang on to win on Thursday night football barely 24 to 18 it came down to a Hail Mary where it looked like Chris Godwin got turned around a little bit
1: yeah he he got one of those uh, hand around his waist and got spun around like a, like a spinning top but the problem was i mean we were in here like they probably should throw a flag except as they show the replays i'm like oh, okay well Mike Evans is back here throwing somebody out the club somebody else is out here like hands were on all sorts of different people and so I don't know how you start parsing that unless you just want to replay the down. And at that point, I was just like, all right, this, they had their Hail Mary. They missed. Let's just take it to the, take it to the house. Oh, wow. That is quite the, the turtleneck that uh, Tony Gonzalez has on there.
0: Anyways. It looks stylish. I do like it. Um, by the way, Josh Allen, his night tonight. Check this out. Uh, tenth game that he's had throwing for at least 300 yards, throwing at least two touchdowns, and running for another touchdown. The only other quarterback to do it more who did it 13 times is who? Take a guess. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Are you for real? Yeah.
1: I was trying to make a joke because he don't be running for touchdowns. Like that's
0: that. the that's where uh. I was like, wow, yeah, Tom Brady uh, had 13 such games. Uh, but the fact that Josh Allen has already – I don't know if I'm that's – I'm
1: so mad at getting that right. I was trying to make a joke. Should have said someone I, well, else. Well, is
0: it good or bad that Josh Allen already has 10 such games – uh, to the course of his career, <laughs> it's good that he's capable of
1: doing that. It's bad that he's had to so consistently. Yes. Um, and then what might be worst is that it feels like he plays like he thinks he has to do that all the time too. And that's the worst part about it is because you need to understand that there's you know every every game does not require you to play like you're trying to play against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. You know what
0: I mean? That game was so incredible. It really was. Uh, we are on YouTube two one four. Just we, so you know. We might not be on YouTube tonight. Oh, no. Shenanigans happen.
1: Oh, no. I, look. And oh. I'm, in, I'm in here doing this job, so I can't, I can't do that job
0: at the same time. It's a lot. You're doing a lot of work. That's good. I'm
1: not. <laughs> I'm not actually doing a lot of work, but what I'm saying is I'm not going to do, be doing a lot of work. It's the, just the, not going to be able to happen. Yeah. I got you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some NFL trade deadline fits going into the NFL trade deadline.
1: Yeah, this one comes courtesy of Kevin uh, Patra. NFL writer at nfl.com. I thought okay. this is interesting because he starts out by talking about the Dallas Cowboys acquiring a player via trade.
0: Okay. Now,
1: off the top of your head, who who would you think what position would you think the Cowboys would acquire that is a really good fit for what they need at the trade deadline?
0: Uh so many different needs. Uh they could use a running back. They could use Uh, a linebacker they could use maybe some secondary help
1: okay so with that being the case which do you think they went with here
0: let's get spicy and say uh, a running back
1: it's not a running back i know a lot of people have a particular name in mind it's not that are you familiar with chicago bears defensive back jalen johnson
0: Okay, so they did go in the secondary. Here. They did. Okay, um, he's a
1: defensive back. Uh, they write. Let's start with perhaps the biggest pipe dream on the list. It's is rare it? a starting caliber corner as good as Johnson could be available. But the twenty-four year old seeking a new contract, perhaps the two and five Bears be willing to trade an impending free agent. Uh, you know to maybe recruit some assets.
0: You lost me when you said that he needs a new contract.
1: Well, this is the thing uh a lot of people's favorite name that's been popping up would also be in that realm, would he not? Who? Derek Derrick Henry, Henry, who is who is mocked here not to the Cowboys, but they say it's a good fit with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, they could use a running back.
1: But he's also he's on a one-year deal here.
0: Yeah, but Derrick Henry's got a lot of miles on him uh at the running back position. And he would be an amazing rental for a team like the Cowboys, who in a position to make a run at a deep, you know, a deep playoff run. Um, but you're talking about paying a 24 year old corner, and they just paid Trayvon Diggs. They did. However, you still have a starting
1: cornerback spot that's open for a long period of time because Stephon Gilmore, hey, who, hey, KG, ain't that a dude that you have a little bit of concerns about in this moment? Not trying to say that you believe that he's bad or
0: anything. Yeah. And he's in the final year of his contract.
1: And we knew that that was not a long-term solution. I think
0: they already have their other one, though.
1: You think Deron Bland ends up being the other guy? I do. How how much better do you feel about this team if you have two starting caliber cornerbacks in in addition to Deron Bland? When you obviously have Trayvon Diggs when he returns from injury, and then you add the likes of um, Johnson.
0: Are we talking about just as a rental for this season? Jalen Johnson.
1: Well, I mean, if you make that move, I can't imagine you make a move for a twenty four year old rental.
0: Yeah, that's why I don't think they would make that move there. You
1: just don't think that they pay a second cornerback.
0: N- no. A one that apparently is a really good one that I'm sure would be commanding uh top ten salary at the position, you know, in the league. I don't think the Cowboys would be in, no. in that in that business. I'm hearing
1: scare scare money. That's crazy.
0: Um It's not mine. And that's why I'm I agree. Where- they they the, the the trade would be great. Um, but I think they feel good about what they have with Bland and Stephon Gilmore at the moment. And then once Trayvon comes back next year, I would imagine Deron Bland's starting opposite corner.
1: So Derek Henry, they mock to the Bucs, and they say if the Titans are waving the white flag on the season after shipping Kevin Bayard to uh, the Eagles, thanks for nothing, Titans. Uh, makes logical sense that Derrick Henry in the final year of his contract would also be one to go. They do have... Uh, Ty J Spears, who could step up and take a little bit more of sure. the you know of the running back responsibilities, but Tennessee would be able to get some some draft capital, and the Bucks' run game has just been awful. Right, Rashad White um, led Tampa with 34 rush yards on Sunday, and so it's just it's like, look, man, they they need something. The one thing that's tough, and I'll bring this back to the idea of the Cowboys possibly you know taking the rental on Derrick Henry, is we all understand that running back is not or running um running production, I should say, is not exclusively about the caliber of running back. You need a good caliber running back, but offensive line matters too. And I think when we talk about the ways that the Cowboys have had a little bit of difficulties running,
0: mm-hmm. how do
1: we break down that responsibility of the lack of or, you know, the less production than you would like? Is it because you believe Tony Pollard is not as capable of carrying as much of the load as possible as previously thought? Or is it because you believe the offensive line has not been as good as you wanted it to be?
0: I think it's been a little bit of both. I'll put more of it on the offensive line because some of the inconsistencies that we've seen due to injury and lack of continuity there have not allowed this group to really coalesce the way that we thought we hoped they would, you know, coming into the season. So uh, they've got to be better. And we may honestly, we may not see it at all. Hardly throughout the rest of the you know season. Tyron Smith now dealing with a neck stinger. So and he may not even play on on Sunday Given what he's dealing with now. So
1: And pursuant to that, obviously uh, Tyron with this, you know, this injury that concern that pops back up, that would probably put Chumi Doga back into play. Um, maybe a left tackle again, which I know I'm not super excited about. For Tyler Smith. Um, where Tyler Smith would Tyler Smith will be playing left guard where he remains, yep, yep. right? Um S. Dawkins on the Twitch says, How about trading for a left guard?
0: Here's the thing about trading for offensive linemen, especially in the middle of the season. You're not going to find a lot of teams that are willing to do that. I mean, hard. it's hard enough to find good offensive linemen as it is and to keep them. Uh, once you have them, teams don't necessarily move off of it because the the resources of the position is most times scarce and teams are not willing to get off, get off of good offensive line play.
1: All right. So CBS Sports also has a list of these sorts. And um, we talked about what positions the Cowboys could need. What do you, what position do you think the Cowboys, or sorry, that CBS Sports would um, want the Cowboys to trade for? Because the Cowboys also show up on this
0: list. Uh, so, yeah, I would stick with running back, linebacker, uh, secondary help. Um, maybe another interior lineman. The player that they say that the Cowboys could maybe trade for, New England cornerback
1: Jalen Mills. The write up goes as, uh, as follows The Cowboys may not make the biggest splash at the deadline, but their secondary could use some help, particularly in the aftermath of losing Trayvon Diggs with his torn ACL. Calling Belichick and inquiring about Mills could be a savvy decision for Jerry Jones to deepen the part of the uh, secondary with a veteran player who has Super Bowl winning experience. He is also on a one-year contract. 29-year-old previously uh, posted on social media his displeasure with this role on the team, so that can maybe uh, let you know. Um, let's see. He, when firing on all cylinders, Mills can be a valuable piece to a secondary who's shown the ability to play corner and safety, both positions, uh, a little bit of position flex. In 10 games played for the uh, New England last year, he allowed opposing quarterbacks to complete 60.9% of their throws against him in coverage and registered an 83.4 passer rating. Good but still I think you're in a place where you look disappointed.
0: Last time the, I saw Jalen Mills on the same field with the Dallas Cowboys was two years ago when Ceedee Lamb was out here cooking them in an overtime win.
1: Oh, so that's you're just going to let that ruin, ruin it all for you? I'm out. Okay.
0: I'm out. Shout out to Mark Cuban. I'm out.
1: I'm out. Um, Is there a name for the Cowboys that's been sitting with you as you've thought about you know the idea of them maybe being aggressive? and trading at the, before the day, trade deadline, which is what, Halloween?
0: Yes. Um, I mean, it sounds like the Denver Broncos are ready to sell off and go off to a, a fire sale in, in Denver at this point.
1: Oh, so you want to go high for uh, the likes of Patrick Sartan? Woo! You talk about not wanting to have to pay a quarterback, another cornerback.
0: He's under his rookie deal still.
1: For how many years?
0: Uh, I have to check, but I think probably another year, because this is year three. Because he's the same class as Micah Parsons, so yeah, this is year three for Pat Sertan. So, oh yeah, he'd be eligible for contract extension at the end of this upcoming season. That's right. I would pay him though. I wouldn't pay that Johnson guy from. Uh, I pay. I'd pay Pat Sertan. So, sorry, Duran uh, Or you can keep. Or you can stay around, but
1: that comes back to the paying twice, where you're paying for in the trade woo! with trade capital and then spending the money. I'll pay for that because okay.
0: Sertan arguably the best corner in the league. All right. So that and that now that's a pipe dream. Um, But, yeah, I'd pay for that. I would pay for that. Yes, thank you, 956. Yeah, same class as, as Micah. So, yeah, you're a three for him. So there, Could you imagine having to pay both Micah and Patrick Sertan in the same offseason? Because that's what it would be. I can't. Because he's going to get a new deal at the end of this. Who? Oh uh, Well, Parsons, for sure. Okay, I just
1: want to make sure which one in particular you're talking and about. And Sertan.
0: Both, both of them are. Right. Sure. <laughs> so... Uh, short of that, it, the trade market's a
1: little, eh. I did find it interesting that both uh, both outlets there had for the Cowboys a secondary player. Because, I mean, look, the secondary, obviously you had an injury there. It, I don't think it, very many people looked at the secondary, at least the cornerbacks, and said, that's where you really need an upgrade. So I, I found that interesting.
0: Well, think about who you still got to play. You still got to play Buffalo. Correct. Miami. Sure. Philly twice. Yeah. Like you've got teams coming up that you need all the secondary help that you can
1: get. But what's funny is you talk about those in the secondary that you know I think of is your safeties, which to be fair, you've already paid all those guys. The the play has just been a little bit less than what you had last year, which is a little a little concerning.
0: But uh, and the Lions. I forgot about the Lions. You still gotta play them as well. So and Loki, your favorite team. The Seahawks, all those receivers that they have. Between Metcalf and Lock it and what's uh, my man Jack Smith Smith and Jigba? Jigba. So, yeah, they got their work cut out for him.
1: Okay. Well, just some of the trade fits that uh, CBS Sports and NFL.com thought would be good for the Cowboys that KG said, nope. I want it.
0: The two on four, they said they pay Johnson. I mean, we can can
1: go and look at further um, some of more of his his metrics, some of his work, because the tough thing about it is. You get one of these players on one of these teams that I don't, I, people don't feel like they watch a lot. Um, one that can end up being like, a, well, I was going to say you might be able to get them at a value, but NFL teams know who they're talking about. But at Correct. least for us on the outside, it ends up being a little bit, a little bit, uh, dicey. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that I probably would be in that same, you know, same vein. Twenty four year old dude who's a starting caliber cornerback. Yeah,
0: it's final call next in the get right. Final time here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on your home of the American League champion Texas Rangers 105 through The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Yo Larry D. Flores holding it down for you. Really appreciate his work tonight here on this Thursday night. If you missed anything on our four-hour show, you can hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app or go to dot throughthefancom Go to the Get Right podcast page, and you can listen to any episode Anytime on demand for our show. The next time that you will hear from the two of us together uh, at the earliest would be Wednesday. Wednesday. If
1: the, if the Rangers handle handle business in a suite, because the other thing ain't happening. Don't worry about that. Um, But yeah, look, man, this is the last time you're going to hear from us in a little while because it's Rangers baseball in the home of the Rangers, baby.
0: That's right. So Um, we look forward to look, if we had to be off, it had to be off because of this, and we don't mind—not at all. We don't mind.
1: Um, and look, from a selfish perspective, I'd love being off the air to be able to go and watch this game. Like I just—that's right. I, I want to be able to actively pay attention to and feel the rises and falls of all of these games in the World Series, and hopefully, just hopefully, watch the Texas Rangers win their very first World Series championship. Which, by the way, that brings me to the question. Of course, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Yes, the cart before the horse. However, I do want to ask this question. So please apologize. Or I apologize to all the superstitious folks that are listening, especially as baseball is a very superstitious sport. As we answer the final call here on the get right. Thank you. Um, should the Texas Rangers handle business and win this World Series championship? Mm-hmm. Where's the parade?
0: Oh, Wow. Right. Wow.
1: And again, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not proclaiming. Although, the 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 official stance of the get right Rangers in five, Rangers in five, very good. But I was just wondering because, like, look, man, there's a lot of great Rangers fans all the way across the Metroplex. I'm not against two parades, or one real big parade that somehow gets on thirty.
0: Why not? You can have two parades. You have one in Arlington and one in going through downtown downtown what fort worth
1: no you heard the way he said no that's so dismissive no dallas but you're not going Fort worth Fort worth
0: be holding it down for the texas rangers too they can come on over here
1: wow you're a jerk
0: no i love uh, i love my folks at fort worth Uh, it's tough it it, it really is tough look man man, there's there's great rangers fans all the way across for sure uh, from the say they circle all of DFW. Let's do it. That would be a, a three-day parade, brother.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> like that's the, that was the thing is like I really do want to see a parade go all the way through. At the very least, the three epicenters when we talk about downtown Fort Worth, yeah, Arlington where the stadiums are, downtown Dallas. I'd love to see that. I just feel bad for the players at that point because y'all are. Whew.
0: They wouldn't mind. They won't mind. That would be wild. It would be, and they would be. Celebrating a World Series team. I'm just joking, 817. Relax. Hold it on
1: I-30. Y'all crazy. I'm just
0: <laughs> joking. Swaggy says,
1: hold it on I-30. The traffic would be just the bad, just as bad the same. And it'd be the same as any other day. It'd be Tuesday. That's hilarious.
0: Um, no, I think that, yeah, that would be really cool. In Arlington, uh, Fort Worth, and in Dallas. Like you just got you gonna have to just have multiple parades. Or just one long parade for the entire day. That's right. Yeah.
1: Parade don't end until 6 p.m.
0: Or 6 a.m. the next morning.
1: Well, I know for them it won't end until 6 a.m. the next morning.
0: That's very true.
1: The rest of us probably got to go to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet there would be declared a, uh, you know, one of those days where, what's it called, where you can just, everybody gets out of school, you ain't got to go to work, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I feel like all the all the mayors of the DFW metroplex got to come together, band together, and just make it a a bank holiday of sorts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah we t- we taking this one off, ladies and gentlemen
0: oh no 214 said funky town not necessary no don't do that, now, now, wait a don't, minute. Do that. Now, don't do no, that don't do that look
1: why, why are we creating factions within the dfw metroplex right now what's happening
0: <laughs>
1: our texas rangers are in the world series are y'all trying our to our texas
0: rangers y'all trying to create division yeah uh, uh-uh, we're not doing that it's nasty business
1: i was just trying to figure i'm just trying to figure this out i just wanted to help uh you know not i don't want to say get ahead because again i don't want to make it seem like i'm jinxing nothing we got a lot of superstitious baseball fans, you know, all the way to Houston.
0: <laughs> Run it by them. Hey, you see this? How y'all like that? Well, guess what? If you're trying to go to the World Series games in either Globe Life Field or Arizona, yeah. Check this out, gentlemen. The average ticket price to watch games one and two, and potentially games six and seven at the of uh, the World Series at Globe Life Field, that'll cost you on average. $1,946. That's it? Uh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> uh, in Arizona, if you want to watch uh, games 3, 4, and 5, $1,453 is the average ticket price for the games in Arizona. The average individual ticket price. One seat. That's right.
1: Whew. That's right. Goodness gracious. Larry got it. Now nah, you know who got it. Medford. Medford be finding a way to get to all these. Events. There you go. Good
0: call. Medford. We gotta D- talk to Medford. How Medford. are you getting into this building? How are you getting in? Let us know. Um, but well, yeah, that's uh, there you go.
1: Uh, look, if you can't tell, the whole station, and rightfully so, is I'm sure the whole Metroplex is excited for the World Series. And we we love being on on air with you, but we could not be happier to one, have these games, two, have what might be the single best radio broadcast call get the chance to do this. Oh and man, Matt Hicks, Eric Nadell, and our friend. What, what, what do you say? Our, your guy, our guy, my guy, our guy, now, our, my, my guy, your guy, our favorite guy. There right, it is. Look at this. you, got
0: it. It's been a long day for me. Um, look, Eric Nadell, Jerry Sandler.
1: That was that was the my guy, your guy. That's I forgot funny. we didn't ta- we didn't cap that all.
0: <laughs> um, let say close off thirty between Six Flags and Beltline, and it ends in Lone Star Park. World Series parade, round. I'm still taking ideas. Okay. Okay. Uh, appreciate Kennedy Landry of MLB.com and Tim Cato of The Athletic for joining us uh, via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill, Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. As Don't long forget as, Carter Freeman. Yes, and mm-hmm. Carter Freeman as well. Uh, for Larry D. Flores, my partner, Reginald Atatula. My name is Kevin Gray. It's been the Get Right. Reg KG on 105 through the fan. Tune in tomorrow morning at 5.30 a.m. with Sean, RJ, and Bobby to get you ready for a massive weekend in DFW Sports, including Game 1 of the World Series. Rangers in five. Be easy.